Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have a list that you look at every <laughs> single day? Your list must be about 10 pages long. Uh, you know what's interesting about this role as mayor? It's not that it's hard. It's the volume. Eric Adams is the mayor of New York City. He spent more than 20 years as a New York City police officer before entering politics. Mayor Adams has the monumental task, and I want to emphasize monumental, task of guiding the largest, and some say the greatest, and I say the greatest, (laughs) city in the United States. And I say in the world. I thought it would be great to sit down with the man who wields so much power and learn more about his plans for our great New York City. And who is he outside the office? We want to know. It's a pleasure to welcome the 110th mayor of the city of New York to my podcast here at Newsstand Studios at Rockefeller Center. Welcome, Mr. Mayor. Thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to uh, sit down with you and talk (laughs) business. Yes, yes. Business of operating and guiding and improving and beautifying (laughs) uh, this great, great city. You have, as I said, a monumental task. Yes, yes. And... uh, how do you feel right now after what? How a year and plus? year in uh, three months? Uh, we we're entering March, but I, I think that to fully understand the fullness of the moment is as you stated in your opening. Oftentimes we see the glory. You see, uh, former captain, former state senator, first black bar president, uh, now the mayor of the city. Uh, that's the glory. That's not my story. And to be able to understand why at this moment I could take the weight of this awesome task is to really understand the story. And we, you know, that's what I like about your your podcast. You get into the story. Who's the person? And then you can have a better appreciation of the journey. Yes. And we all want to know the story. We want to know what motivated you to become mayor of the most powerful city in the world. 
and you've never been a mayor before. <laughs> <laughs> CEO. This is a yeah. this is a corporation. Yep, and, <laughs> a major and a very large corporation. Yes. <laughs> What's your, your yearly budget? Uh, uh, you know, a hundred. The last budget was one hundred and one billion dollars. Uh, you know, we balloon uh, over any of the locations. Uh, California probably has a budget larger, but. Uh, this is a major financial institution. But, you know, it's amazing how the lessons you learn from your parents come in a real useful way. Mom used to start the week. She would show how much money was coming into the house. And she'll sit down with all six of us. And she'd say, this is how, this is how much is coming in the house. These are all the bills. So when you start saying that, you want a new pair of sneakers? Tell me what item I take off. Do I turn off the gas? Do I turn off the heat? Do I turn off the water? Do I don't buy food for the week? So we had a full understanding of her candid approach to Well, a real finance. budget, a real budget-minded mother. That's right. Yeah, and, and she was a single mother? Single mom. Of uh, six kids. Yeah, amazing woman, never surrendered, never gave up. You know, third grade education, took us from uh, Brownsville, Brooklyn. Uh, where she just knew that she wanted her children to be raised in a house. And she but I did. bet she was a damn good housekeeper. Oh, uh, yes, she was. And that was her occupation too, right? Yes, she yep. cleaned houses for yep. people. And then she was she was able to find a union job at Amstead Daycare Center. I knew what the students were eating every day because she would put it in a Tupperware and bring it home for our leftovers. Oh, you know? boy. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice to remember your parents. It's really mm. nice to be guided by your parents. Yes. Uh, I'm one of six also. Oh, are you? Yes, I am. I didn't know that. Where? Yep. Where are in you? Nutley, New Jersey. In, in the middle? The, oh, I'm, no, I'm second oldest. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And uh, and we too, we lived on a very, very strict budget, mm -hmm. but we supplemented with a garden. And we, grew, we grew everything in the garden. It was only right. a fifth of an acre, but we grew stuff. We canned stuff. Love we it. We went to our, our cousin's farm down in southern New Jersey and brought food back. So I know about budgets. Right, right, right. Think about that also. Look how creative you are, you know, when you do some of your food shows, your canning shows. All of that came from the foundation of what you knew. Oh, of course it did. Yes. Grandma in Buffalo taught me all kinds of mother and homemaker <laughs> tasks. Right. Really great. So, Mayor, yes. I was driving around the city today. Mm -hmm. so, I, so I asked the storekeeper. This is a store that's been on Madison Avenue for 110 years. Mm. Perez, it's mm -hmm. called. In the um, 70s, upper 70s. What a beautiful store. Mm -hmm. A lovely elderly couple run the store. And I asked, what do you want me to ask Mayor Adams? <laughs> Love that. And she said, all I want Mayor Adams to do for us is to make this city safe. Love it. Love it. Mm -hmm. so, so that's one. Mm -hmm. And then another person I asked, she said, all I want to know is what is he doing about the rat population? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if you heard, but I hate rats. Uh, and, and there's ways of doing that. Uh, we get ready to announce our rat czar that's going to focus. It was a disjointed system previously. And we're now going to focus on one person overseeing the entire operation. Okay, so eliminating the rat population, which occurred, which really enlarged, because why? Well, number one... The pandemic, a lot of food was was put out, uh, trash on our streets. We have to move away from, Martha, we have to move away from plastic bags. That came during the 60s. 
during a sanitation strike. We kept it. That is a failing process. We have to put our garbage in containers. Okay, containers, garbage pails. Yes, yes. Again. Mm-hmm. So the other thing about the, the pandemic, I mean, I was, the, the restaurants that are in the streets. Mm-hmm. All those exterior restaurants, right? Our city is starting to look like Mumbai. <laughs> uh, you know, this is a, a really scary situation because sometimes I can't even drive down some streets because they there's a restaurant on this side and a restaurant. What's happening with the sidewalk restaurants? And, you know, I, I, we have to take our hat off to the previous administration as they instituted what we call the COVID sheds because our restaurants were closing yes. and it really was a lifeline. Yes, Now it that was. COVID is in our rearview mirror for the most part, we have to re-acknowledge and re-examine the use of them. Yeah. Um, Councilman Marjorie Velasquez is coming up with a new plan. Uh, you're going to see a smaller number and they're going to be uniform in presentation. You know, wouldn't that be nice? Yes. yes, I mean yes. to have four or five of them on one street, which really restricts traffic, restricts uh, us moving from one place to another. Really, is very debilitating. To we have to city. rethink it. It did its yeah. job, uh, and now it's time to. What look. do the restaurateurs say? Do they want to keep them? Some like eating outdoors. It's more eating outdoors. So we should look at how we're going to use our yeah, awnings sidewalk. for a half exactly. a sidewalk. Yes, right. Yes. So it's exciting. But I want to go back to the crime because. Yeah. That's important. I say public safety is the prerequisite to prosperity. And we're seeing the result of our public safety plan. And people must not only be safe based on the stats, they must feel safe. That's crucial. So we see, we have witnessed in this year and in the last year, decrease in homicide, decrease in shootings. We're watching our major seven crime categories also decrease. The uh, customer satisfactory subway in our subway system, the numbers are extremely impressive. Major They're drops. Improving. Oh, They're without improving. people, I'm seeing a difference. Many of the employees who work with me, my colleagues, take the subway. Yes. And they are very distraught about the number of homeless on the subways. They see a lot of policemen, but they don't see a lot of improvement in the subway. There's also still scary crime on the subways. So, uh, and, and and I think part of it is is that we highlight in our daily tabloids the worst thing that has ever happened in the city every day. I mean, if it yeah. if it bleeds, it leads. I mean, that's the, the business. But when you look at the number, we have an average of six felonies a day on our subway system. Six, six with three point six million riders. So that's okay. No, it's not. We want to get rid of all yeah, six. Yeah. But when you look at how many riders we get, got to and from their six place. Six million riders a day? 3.6 3. Oh, 3. million. million riders a day. Okay, people, listen to this. 3.6 million, million riders. And so if you go to the average uh, commuter, I, I ride the trains a lot, and say, have you had a negative encounter? They say, no, but I feel unsafe. Because you feel unsafe because you get on a plane, a train, you pick up the paper and you hear about something awful right. that happened on the system. Right. So the police presence is to deal with the safety. Then we remove the encampments on our subway system. You don't see encampments anymore. 4,000 people that were homeless, we took off the system, brought them aside. A substantial number, over 1,000 stayed in care with wraparound services. Now we're zeroing in on those few that refuse to leave. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. 
Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you were in the headlines this morning in our famous, fabulous New York Post. (laughs) I get the New York Post just because I have to see the other side of the story. (laughs) Rupert Murdoch, listen to me. (laughs) So I see you uh, being maligned for suggesting tuition for the migrant workers that are appearing in our city. Now, (laughs) I applaud that. But tell us what that story yeah, so, really is. So untrue and misleading. Oh, boy. Listen, Same as it, the gas stoves, right? right? That was misleading, right? <laughs> take it from a person that had to pay $250,000 for his son's student loan. College is expensive. Yes. We are not giving people tuition to get their degrees in college. What we are saying is how do we take migrants and make them self-sustaining? We're teaching them English. We're teaching them some skills with a hundred of them to see how this would work on a SUNY uh, campus and say, we want to make you self-sustaining. We don't want you dependent on governmental subsidies. This is a smart thing to do. It's not taking people to college, paying for their college tuition. That is just untrue. So it's guiding them to certain coursework that they can take to help them improve their job Ability to take a job. Because yes. many of them cannot 
They cannot apply for jobs. Or, or what about the community colleges? Are they willing to do this? That's what we're looking at. This, okay. is, a, this is a pilot project okay. of saying we want to teach English some soft skills so to make to make sure that they are self-sustaining. You don't want people dependent on society. Totally misleading. Yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, imagine if you are Miss Jones and you are saving up all your money to pay your child's SUNY tuition. It gives the impression that the mayor is treating us unfairly, and that is not the case at all. The other thing that really irks me and many <laughs> other people in the city are the numbers of buildings under construction or in, you know, in construction or being repaired mm, mm. with all the scaffolding uh, that's so dangerous. I, I, I look up all the time wondering. You, you must be in my, in my briefings. <laughs> and here's the problem. Here's the problem, Martha. That I looked into. You didn't of, give the permits. <laughs> I know that because there was another mayor before you that gave the permits for all this stuff that was going on. We, How can we improve the permit process so that not too many permits question, are given at the question. same time? Here's the problem: we have an we have an antiquated mindset. So, the reason you see uh, those uh, scaffoldings up is because they're loose bricks somewhere in the building structure for the most part. Some of the new constructions. Yes. What we're saying to building owners, that you have to cover the entire footprint of the building. What I am saying, let's use drones. There's new technology out there that will allow a drone to go in, do a scan of the entire building with infrared, and determine where the loose brick is. Repair so it. Right. Then you don't have to have... That expensive a, scaffolding, a foot, which is then years. dangerous. I know years and right, years until the right. building can, can fix a brick. Exactly. I mean, I know how to fix bricks. I know how to, <laughs> I know how to dig out the old mortar and put in the new mortar. Believe you So me. that's what we're, we're looking oh. to move towards. And you're going to see instantly a substantial decrease in other sheds that are up. And I know during COVID, it was very hard to build. It was very hard it to was. do the construction. On 56th and Park, there's a building that has been building mm -hmm. for... Years. I know the exact one you're you talking know the about one that. on the right hand side going up down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my chiropractor, she has lived with ear deafening sounds and noise awful, for awful. for three years. Awful, awful. How does the mayor fix that? It's about expediting the process. Uh, the Department of Buildings, uh, good workers, but the processes were horrific, and so we are really expediting getting your permit files, and then we're looking at use new technology. We, we, I'm a strong believer that many of the things we were doing is just using uh, eight-track methods in the iPhone age. We need to think about government and agencies are running differently. Remember, cities are run by agencies, and if those agencies are misaligned, disjointed, or not using new methods— then you'll never get the product that taxpayers deserve. Well, did in your agencies that are that are now working for you as mm -hmm. mayor, uh, has there been a lot of turnover? Yes, there yes, has been. Yes, we, and, and we, do you feel that you're putting uh, more more educated people in those jobs? It's 320,000 oh, employees. Boy. We're the largest employer in the city, mm. and COVID has changed the mindset of workers. We're getting ready to hold a major conference with behavior scientists to examine. What has COVID done, has done to, you know, what employees want to do? Just in our office. Mm. I mean, three-day-a-week work week. It's ridiculous. <laughs> right, right. A city can't run on three no, days. You, no, you, no, you can't. I can't. Are, are you on a three-day work week no, still? No, we, we're at five days. Good. But, you know, but what we want to Seven do— Seven days, Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> what we want to do is to look at 
how do you modify work days? Some people want to do 12-hour days, you know, and yeah. then, then take off the Friday. Uh, some people want to come and do their work hours overnight. So we want to be more flexible in what a work environment looks like. Yeah, I think that's the only way to go. Yes. You, you, we have to accommodate the workers and, and uh, make sure that they're making their salaries but they have to be working for those salaries. Without, without, without. And you yes. know what else, Martha? And I think people want to do that. And what, and what people don't understand, when I tell my younger employees, I need you. I need you because yeah. things are changing. And I need you to be around me to keep me abreast of the changes. Yes. That mentoring and learning from each other, the cross-pollination of ideas, that is what work environments should be about. And that's why I wanted to talk to you today, Mayor, because I like <laughs> to hear those words coming out of you. Mm. <laughs> I think it's very important to encourage and to get people to really continue to act like human beings. We are a we are a collaborative we are. race. We are. We really and are. And we can help each other. And if we don't get the people to do it, we're never going to clean up the act of this city. No, it's all right. And, and, and it's about, you know, creating and healthy, trusted environments where people can get the emotional intelligence that they need. We often focus on people being academically smart, but we need to really lean into the emotional intelligence of creating healthy environments uh, for children, families, and workplaces. Oh, now this is something dear to my heart. What about the composting system that you're envisioning? Oh, love it. Love it. You know, we did an experiment in Queens. Two things came out of that experiment. Uh, we've reached unbelievable goals with people composting, but many people thought South Jamaica, Queens, the African-American Caribbean community would not participate. They led the entire borough How in composting. Great. Yes, yes. It's a real win. We're going to expand it citywide. We're really excited about composting. So how many tons of garbage does New York produce a year? Uh, uh, that's a good question. I can't give you oh, that number. I'll lose that some, trivia question. Some huge <laughs> amount. And most of that goes into land waste, yes. uh, landfill. It goes into the ocean, probably. It's probably doing a lot of damage to a lot of areas. But if we could encourage, half that trash is compostable. Yes, yes. And uh, it could easily be turned back into something useful. What we turn our compost in at the farm mm -hmm. where I live, it, I call it black gold. It, it is so valuable. And it doesn't take very long to happen. No, uh, and that's the goal. The yeah. goal we want to, we're going to have a citywide composting a program. I was composting in Borough Hall when I was the borough president. And, you know, my parents come from the South. So now, are, people, right. are people really going to go for the composting? Yeah. Yes, yes, we see it. We okay. see it. We, we, we witnessed what happened in Queens. Okay. It was a success beyond belief. We have an amazing commissioner over at the Department of Sanitation, okay. Jessica Tish. She is bringing a level of ingenuity and get stuff done atmosphere. Good. We love her over there. Good. I, li I like to hear that. Mm -hmm. Back to the crime issue, because, again, that's every single day on every front page of every tabloid right. or news alert or whatever else we get. Right. Um, major crimes um, mm. are down, mm. including assaults and robberies. But uh, but in 2022, they rose like 23% in mm. 2022. And now they are, you say, coming down. Oh, without a doubt. We're trending in the right direction. February of 2022 we were seeing a 40% increase in many of our major crimes, 30% in some areas. Uh, we started trending down. Uh, Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell put in place with a new team there, of uh, uh, Chief Madry and his team. And you're really seeing not only the actual major crime, but you're seeing some of the other issues, motorcycles and three-wheelers on our streets, illegal plates, just a quality of life issue that really impacts our city. 
What about shoplifting? I hear I hear that that's becoming a major problem. That's why I said take off the mask. Wow. <laughs> that's why I said take off the mask. Pull it down for three seconds before entering the shop. Too many repeated offenders committing crimes, using COVID as a reason. This is a good way to have public health and public safety together. Enter a store. When you t- when you expose the face of someone that committed a crime, you will cut the time that person is apprehended in half, if not even more. Do you feel, what do you, what do you think about the police department right now? How oh, love these guys and ladies. Uh, they... Uh, when you look at the record number of closing cases, uh, arrests, uh, really the city is able to handle a protest or parade. Uh, they are just, you know, it's amazing. I'm so happy I was part of that profession. Would you say that they like you, the police department? Well, I like them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you if you go around to the average police officer, he'll tell you we have a mayor that he has our back. Uh, I'm not going to send my troops into the field of battle and abandon them. I'm going to lead them into battle. Uh, They had a tough job. uh, And in spite of what they went through, uh, they remain true to protecting our city. I want you to know that I actually employ several retired (laughs) policemen who are fantastic gentlemen. (laughs) I love it. And uh, and it's really nice to hear some of their stories. (laughs) They are well-trained, polite, nice. Yes, they are. And I certainly hope that the that the force remains uh, loyal and hardworking because we need a good police force. You, you do. As I stated, the, uh, our prosperity lies in public safety, and we're prospering. 91% of our jobs uh, pre-COVID are back. Broadway last week had one of the, one of oh, the yeah. greatest showings. We, we, we have one of the highest bond ratings, an increase in our bond ratings because of our fiscal responsibility. What about rents? Are rents, uh, are, are buildings becoming more occupied? Uh, I, I, listen, I have to borrow from the person who ran for governor once. Uh, the rent is too damn high. It is expensive to live in this city. Yeah. Uh, that's why we need to build more affordable housing. And so we need our local electeds to allow housing to be built in their community. And we had some major projects, Willis Point projects, over 2,000 affordable units, Bronx, uh, out in uh, Innovation Queens. So we're going to keep pushing. But we need to find pathways to home ownership like we had in the past with the Mitchell Lama type programs. Right. That would be very useful. So what's your relationship with our new governor? Oh, I love Kathy, Kathy. Governor Hochul. You know, she is a steady hand at the at the helm. We She's working together. very hard. It seems. Yes, she yes she is. We did the, when I when I went to her last year around February and stated that we need to do something with the subway. She helped me with the subway safety plan. That's how we got the decreases we're witnessing. When I told her we need to do something with mental health, severe mental health illnesses on the street, she came and helped with opening new psychiatric beds. Uh, she has been just a real partner, and I think the state is is happy to see a, a governor and a mayor that actually likes each other. And tourism, is it uh, on the increase? Red hot, 56 right. million tourists last year. We think we're going to get somewhere about 65 million this year. Once, are once, hotels fully occupied, or are they on yeah, the way? Yes, yes. We, we are top in the major 12 hotel markets. We're doing very well. That's why we're fighting to get the DNC, the Democratic National Convention here, oh, be real shining be on. When yeah. was the last time we had a convention? In 92. Oh, Clinton 90. won. That's right. I went to that. <laughs> I went to that convention. Yeah, that was some big convention. Yeah. Tourists bring so much. Uh, they, they, they spend, they go to our restaurants, our theaters. We're going to encourage them to visit the outer boroughs. 
Now, you live where, personally? Well, some people say New Jersey. I don't know why they believe oh. that. <laughs> uh, right now, Mayor's live in Gracie Mansion. Yes. I still have my, my home in Bedford-Stuyvesant. I'll never leave there. I love it. Uh, but I'm in Gracie Mansion. And don't let anyone fool you. Gracie Mansion's, have, they have ghosts. It has ghosts. You know, the first time <laughs> I went there uh-huh. with Mayor Lindsay. Wow. Mayor Lindsay worked for a law firm in right here in Rockefeller Center. Wow. He worked for Webster Sheffield. Mm-hmm. And my husband was a, an associate at the time. Wow. So I have pictures of me with Mayor Lindsay at Gracie Mansion, which was beautiful. And Love we it. wore gowns and we were dancing <laughs> and eating delicious food at Gracie Mansion. It's a beautiful but, place. Yeah. And then uh, Mayor Bloomberg didn't want to live there. No, but why? No. Because of the ghosts, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's the best about Gracie Mansion? What? The back porch. Oh, isn't it beautiful? Beautiful looking over the East I, River. It is. Yeah. It is. And I don't know why Mike didn't like living there because yeah. he was inland. Yeah. I love the water. Have you done anything to the mansion? It's slight renovation. We're trying to raise money so that we can come in and have a Martha Stewart type renovation. You it's know? like a, it's like a museum. It is. It and is. It's a, and it's a beautiful, beautiful house. Yeah. And that's actually, you know, that's actually Park's property. Yes, I know. Yeah. And it not- deserves to be taken care of and, and be well-maintained. They, so, so you're you're lacking funds. Yeah. So we okay. want to raise funds privately to do a complete renovation, and we open it up. I call it the people's house. We encourage it's like people, the White House, yes, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we encourage people to hold events there to come visit. We have a big tent we put in the backyard oh, nice. during the summer. Uh, it's used far more often than it has ever been used. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a, a, a an event for my center for living at Mount Sinai. I, I would love that. Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you're dealing with the migrants in terms of helping them get jobs, but how are we housing them? How are we uh, thinking about this? It's real, real, real challenge. You know, think about this, Martha. In January 1st, 2022, when I became mayor, we had 35,000 people in our homeless system. 35,000 for all the years. Boy. In one year, we uh, received close to that amount in one year. We're now up to 50,000 people went to our system. Wow. So that's the 50,000 homeless people Plus here? Plus the, the, the 35,000 oh, oh, that so was there. We okay. had the 35,000 oh. that was there already. On top of that, we have 50,000 migrant assignments. 85,000 people. They looking, never had that number before. Looking for, and, and in the cold, right. and in the wet, uh, and, looking for places to stay. That's why we see them sleeping on cardboard over the... The vents, the heating vents from the subways and stuff. Yeah, but many of them are not asylum seekers. Yeah. Of what we have done for our asylum seekers, no other city or state um, has done anything like this. Right. Not only do we give them uh, places to sleep, we make sure they have health care. We hit almost 13,000 children went into our school system, uh, mental health care, uh, food, uh, laundry service. So we have. Is really, anybody starving on our streets? Uh, they they should not have to. Okay. Because there's access to food pantries, food soup kitchens, volunteers, local community based Are organizations. Are there any numbers about people who like die overnight sleeping outside? No, we're not. We're not seeing numbers no, like not. that. Okay, that's good. a rarity. That's a rarity. Okay. You know. That, that's encouraging. And what what is it costing the city to help all these uh, eighty five thousand people? Almost uh, we spent um, from. Of uh, last year to this year, six hundred and fifty million dollars. We think we're going to spend about one point four billion dollars of this year, close to that number. And we're not getting the help that we deserve from the federal government. We need help from the federal government and the state government. Mm -hmm. The governor has included uh, resources in her budget. We want to we want to make sure it get passed through in this budgetary cycle. Do you have a list that you look at every <laughs> single day? Your list must be about 10 pages long. Uh, you know what's interesting about this role as mayor? It's not that it's hard. It's the volume. Every day, Martha, all day, something is happening. The phone is ringing. Scene. It never yes. stops. And and I can, it's, it's amazing that you arrive, you arrive at a place in life without realizing the things you did before that prepared you for it. Little did I know that meditation and breathing exercises is, will play such, a, play such a role for me right now to allow me to have that, that tranquility, that peacefulness. So you can zone out and, and recenter? Right, recenter and just understand mm. that, you know, be present in the moment. Don't try to hope for days that's free from crises. 
pray and meditate on having the ability to uh, deal with those crises as they come up. And your staff, how many people work just very closely with you in in, in and around your office? Mm, we have 320,000 employees, but oh, right in, in City Hall, yeah. you have probably roughly anywhere from 70 to 80 that are there with me. And I have an amazing team. We we have done things that has never been Do you have before. a daily meeting? Every morning, 8 a.m., um, first time in history, um, we have an African-American woman who's the first deputy mayor. First time we have a, a, a woman as a police commissioner, women as a fire commissioner. And we're good, aren't we? Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> women know, know how to run things. Know how to multitask. <laughs> no, they know how to get stuff done. Yep, we I, are. I, I, I mean, love my team. How can you run a family and a and have a job and be married to a difficult man and <laughs> and uh, and try to make a pretty home if you're not like that, right? Once once you have a family and once you're married to a difficult man, and then you can. <laughs> work for me well, you know, because yes. I'm I'm an I'm op, optimistic third grader. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is something. So the typical day starts at 8 a.m. No, no, that's the time of the meeting. Oh, the meeting. Okay. okay. When I'm, do you get to the office? I'm up at five. Normally, I'll do my meditation, my exercise, make my green smoothie. What's your exercise? A combination, calisthenics, a uh, little lightweight training, stretching, you know, and then I'll just go into a breathing. I'll say my prayers. I'll read some positive uh, affirmations. You know, then I'll do a quick Google and see what good drinks uh, Martha Stewart has <laughs> online. <laughs> and you have a green smoothie? Every morning. Oh, every good. Morning. What's in your green smoothie? A uh, combination of blueberries, spinach, kale, uh, maca powder, some ginger, a little celery. It's, it's a nice... It's a good way to start And who start makes today. it for you? I do it myself. You do? Yes, oh, how yes, nice. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, and you should put some collagen in it. Mm. Marine collagen powder. Okay. It's tasteless and it really helps. I, I, I start my day with a green juice also. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's why you look fabulous. Yeah, well, I, I try, <laughs> but it's uh, it's energizing. Yes, it is. It, it is. is. Instead of that heavy two eggs oh, on, no. on, on a roll. With bacon. bacon. <laughs> yeah, forget that. Once you break that habit, it's unbelievable your energy level yep. when you do a healthy meal in the morning. Oh, yes. This morning, I was already at Pilates at 6.15. Love it. Love and, it. Uh, and then I go home and I take care of the chickens. And then I, <laughs> then I have my green juice. I have one cappuccino. That's my cappuccino. So then after you have your juice, what do you do? Uh, then I read all my papers. You know, in my way, on my way into the office, sometimes I take the train. And you throw up over the New York Post. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, but actually, I like to post. I know, you I know read that? Well, sports are great, right? <laughs> page six is great. I have to read page six just to see what's going on. <laughs> you know, no, but uh, I, I'll, you know, zip through the papers, find out what's going on in the city, listen to some of the talk shows that, that are coming on. And then, uh, you know, by then it's 8 a.m. and I'm being debriefed by the team on what the day looks like and, you know, what we have on our plate. Yeah, you have a, lo a lot on that plate. Yes, I hope yes. it's like a great big charger plate. You know, they, make them, <laughs> they make them 16 inches now. But it's, it's exciting, you know, and I, and I say all the time to the team, like, how could I complain? I'm the mayor of New York. This is the greatest city on the globe. And, and, you know, 28 years ago, Martha, when I stated January 1st, 2022, I'm going to be the mayor, people used to say, 
what's wrong with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know that? Well, you're here. That's right. You're here and you're doing it. People who lead such busy lives, and I don't think there's anybody around here that leads a busier life than mm. you, Mayor. But I don't um, feel it. I don't feel it at well, all. Well, good. You look very, right. you look so well. The mm. mayor looks rested. <laughs> He's smiling. He's laughing. You can hear him laughing. But he is, um, and fit. You look very fit. Yes, health so, as well. So diet is very important, and mm-hmm. uh, and just being and not always, not always you know, this been was, like this that. Was, oh, right, I know. Right, right, well, right. talk about your transformation. Right. Yeah, and it was a couple of years ago. Woke up, uh, Martha, and I couldn't see the alarm clock. I thought it was sleep in my mm-hmm. eyes, and it was a very frightening experience. And at the same time, I was having pains in my stomach. Uh, I thought it was colon cancer because I just lost a good friend to colon cancer. My 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 hands and feet were tingling. I went to the doctor. Uh, he checked my stomach and my colon. He said I had an ulcer. That was the pain I was feeling. But that ulcer saved my life. Because he said, Eric, your real problem, the reason you have vision loss, is that you you have late-stage diabetes. And you're oh. going to lose your sight. Was that a, a hereditary thing for you? That's very interesting oh. that you say that, because that's what I thought. And he says that, you know, that tingling you're feeling in your f- fingers and toes is you have permanent nerve damage. You're going to lose some fingers and toes. Mm. Right. And I met a doctor, Dr. Esselton. Uh, uh, he wrote a book uh, of preventing reversing heart disease. I called him up, Cleveland Clinic. He treated Bill Clinton for his heart yes. disease. And he told me, it's your food. He said, you change your diet, you can put this in remission. Changed my diet. Three weeks after going plant-based, wow. my vision came back. Wow. My nerve damage went away. The ulcer went away in what three months. were you months. eating, hot dogs and uh, hamburgers? Oh, you heard a lot of rumors. Let me put those rumors to rest. Cops <laughs> like donuts. <laughs> we were eating every type of donut. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet. Sweets, fast Greasy, food. Greasy, yeah. Right. And so what I learned, it's not your DNA. It's your dinner. Mom and I shared the same dinner. Not that we shared the same DNA. That food impacts our health. And it just put me on an amazing journey of health as well. What has been your most difficult day as mayor? Uh, when Officer Mora and Rivera were, they were assassinated. Sure. You know yeah. that was just really hard. Uh, you know, and being you in went the hosp- right. You went right to their families. Didn't yes, you? yes, and being in the hospital, watching the pain, oh. uh, it was hard. These were young men. They were, you know, first generation New Yorkers. Mm. They came into the police department to make a difference. Uh, it was just a very, very painful moment for me. How are the families? Still strong, strong. I really take my hat off to them. They dealt with the initial pain, and now they're very engaged and helping any way they can. And, you know, you know, Mommy told me when I was a little boy, you're going to be in dark places. You know, it's either, either going to be a burial or planting. Uh, we have to turn pain into purpose, and they have turned the painful moment into a purposeful moment. What's your biggest perk about being mayor? <laughs> Do you get any perks? Uh, no, I wish I did. You know, if I get <laughs> if I get a perk, the New York Post will write about me, <laughs> or the New York Times. They would say, you know, uh, Eric got a free token. You know, uh, but the most joy about it is like people. This city is made up of amazing people. It's a Shakespearean tragedy if you live only in your own little cocoon. You know, There's so much to take advantage of, oh, isn't there? Man, this, this place is amazing. Yeah. That's why I would never move to another city. I, I, I would never. Ever, <laughs> ever. No, that's why I'm saying it. it's just like it's just like an incredible place. And that's why I want it. I want it the sparkling, clean, <laughs> infestation-free Gotham City again. I just and I, do. I am with you. And I, I just we're gonna bring do. It. Okay. We're going to bring well, it. Well, I will help you in any way I can, <laughs> uh, Mayor Adams. I think you've gotten off to a good start. 
uh, you have to keep that chin up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, and keep fighting because it is a big fight every day, isn't it? It is. It is. But it's an enjoyable one. Okay. And I enjoy uh, just, I'm a blue-collar guy. And, you know, like you said, your parents and families, this is a blue-collar city. No matter, no matter how prosperous we are individually, if you look in our lineage, there's someone that made it for us and their hands were dirty from yeah. the work that they did. In well, the I don't process. even call it dirty, just they were just used. So, that's, that's right. Yeah. Well said. Right. Well yeah, said. Used hands. Well, good luck. I, I don't want to keep you from your office Thank too you. much because uh-huh. I know you have so, so much work to do. Um, Eric Adams is a, a very busy man, as you can hear. <laughs> He seems to be on top of it all, doesn't he? <laughs> He's talking really well, and he seems to have those numbers and those challenges and everything pretty clear in his head. Uh-uh. Keep that list going. Keep those checklists happening. And check them off as you as you accomplish your very daunting tasks, love Mayor, it, love Mayor it. Adams. Well, thank you <laughs> thank so you. much. Good to see you. Thank you. <laughs> Martha Stewart here. As a devoted pet parent and culinary expert, I ensure my cats and dogs are fed the finest nutrition. My premium pet food features air-dried protein inclusion, whole fruits and vegetables, and never any fillers. Martha Stewart pet food formulas make it so easy to satisfy the dietary needs and taste preferences of your pets. Now all six delicious formulas are 50% off. And there's convenient home delivery on Chewy.com. No more lugging heavy bags and your pets will thrive on the optimal nutrition and great taste. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.